Silent screams bounce around my head like an impending storm, brewing into a force that will escape in a wild dance of chaos and be lost forever if I don't stop to write them down. Hi, this is Mark Leslie, and you're listening to the sound of one hand screaming. Okay, okay, you're not listening to the sound of one hand screaming. You're actually listening to a test podcast. Let's call it Prelude to a Scream. I'm producing this podcast as a test. I do plan on releasing the full content of my book, One Hand Screaming, as a series of audio podcasts, chapter by chapter. I plan on reading a short story and following that up by the notes, the notes that normally appear in the back of my book, One Hand Screaming. But what I am going to do in each episode is I'm going to offer the fiction piece first, and then for those people who don't like to listen to the notes, you can stop there, and for those who do like to listen to the notes, there's those extra goodies at the end of each episode. So without further ado, let me uh, introduce today's podcast, Prelude to a Scream, Episode 1. I uh, intend on reading a very short segment from the beginning of the short story, Being Needed, which is published in May 2006 in an anthology called Bluffs, published by your Scrivener Press. Being Needed by Mark Leslie Grandpa had acted strangely the last couple of times I'd visited him at the nursing home. Normally getting a story out of him was easy. Telling tales had always been as natural as breathing to him. Grandpa loved talking, spinning words, having an audience, even an audience of one. But lately he had been more quiet than normal. There seemed to be something beneath the surface. It was only after a lot of prodding that I was able to get him to tell me what it was. Okay, okay, Peter, I'll tell you. Grandpa paused in mid-thought to take a drag on his unlit pipe. But except for Bill Johnson, you're the only person who'll know about this, and since that old fart don't remember his own goddamn name half the time, it'll probably be our little secret. In fact, he looked me squarely in the eyes, it better be. Over the years, Grandpa's stories had often been outrageous, especially the fishing tales. But that day, I could tell by the furtive look in his eyes that the story I was going to hear would be different. What you've just heard is the very opening scene of my short story, Being Needed, which appears in the anthology Bluffs, Northeastern Ontario Stories from the Edge, published by your Scrivener Press in May 2006. Please ask for it at your favorite local bookstore, or order it online at www.chapters.indigo.ca. And this concludes the commercial portion of this podcast. Now I'm going to get to the notes behind the writing of Being Needed. This story goes back to the early 90s. I remember being a university student and lying awake in the middle of the night listening to this eerie sound of a baby crying. I remember wondering what was wrong with the baby? Did it need to be changed? Did it need to be fed? Why was it crying? And wondering, was somebody going to come and rescue this baby? And I remember being uh, very disturbed by that. And that was the genesis of the concept behind the story for being needed. I uh, began to explore, well, what if nobody ever came to help this baby? What would happen? 
I can't remember where the concept of the nursing home or grandpa relaying the story to Peter came from, but it built itself up, and I wrote the first draft probably in the early 90s, probably 1992. I have to admit that no matter how many times I've rewritten the story over the years, the story didn't finally come home properly until it had been accepted by Lawrence Stephen for publication in the Bluffs Anthology. And the notes that Lawrence gave back to me um, as the editor of the story, in the notes that Lawrence gave back to me, he identified some key issues and key character uh, development points that I had merely alluded to in my story. But what he did is he helped me dig deeper into the characters and fully realize, uh, for example, the depth of Grandpa's loneliness and despair. Fully realize why Peter is so horrified. The, the very fact that his family situation is so similar to the situation of the family that has this tragedy befall them in the story. And Lawrence did a remarkable job helping me as a writer bring those things out in my characters to make it that much more fully realized detail. And I'm truly grateful to Lawrence for the, all the wonderful editing work that he did in helping to bring this tale home. I'm not only proud of this story itself, but I'm also proud of the fact that the story appears in an anthology alongside a story by one of my favorite authors, Sean Costello. I first discovered Sean Costello's writing in his first novel, Eden's Eyes, and I remember being a uh, senior uh, in high school and discovering this wonderful book that was written by an author from Sudbury. Wow, an author from my hometown wrote this really creepy story about this woman who required an eye transplant and ended up receiving eyes from a um, homicidal maniac. And uh, and basically, that's the premise for the story, and Sean just takes it from there and knocks your socks off, like he does in every single one of his stories. Sean happens to be a doctor, and so a lot of his stories are either based uh, on the medical profession or based on uh, speculative advances in science and medicine. I liken his writing to Michael Crichton meets Stephen King, and like these two fine gentlemen, Sean is a brilliant writer. He writes uh, very much like a Michael Crichton's cinematic rendering of a tale. You can actually see the scene in front of you as a reader. Very powerful characters like Stephen King and very powerful speculative premise. I can't recommend his writing enough and I am delighted and honored to have a story appear in a book alongside Sean Costello. Another note to uh, let you in on is the use of the name Peter in this story. I am currently unrolling an online serial thriller called I Death, in which my main character's name is Peter. And apparently Peter seems to be the default character name that I always fall back to in my fiction when I can't come up with a name for a character. I only recently discovered this in my own writing when I looked back through a lot of the tales I had written, and I realized that Peter is the default name that I come up with. I'm going to blame this on the fact that I am a huge fan of Spider-Man and Stan Lee, and that, in my mind, Peter Parker is the, the ultimate everyman, and therefore, when I think of everyman, I think of Peter, and I have two really good friends named Peter as well, so why not 
use Peter as a default name for characters in my stories. Now in terms of the uh, the concept of the crying baby in the middle of the night, I actually have used this concept twice in my writing. And uh, once in being needed and then probably about eight years later I used it again in a story called Spirits. Again the, the genesis was the the haunting sound of a baby crying. And uh, with being needed, I went in one com one direction. And in the story, Spirits, I went in a completely different direction. Uh, Spirits is another story that I'm tremendously proud of. I have yet to find it a home, but one day soon, soon I hope, it will be published. And, um, and I'm looking forward to sharing that with the world because I, I honestly feel it's one of my stronger pieces of writing. And this concludes the test podcast by Mark Leslie, Prelude to a Scream, Episode 1. At this time, I would like to encourage all listeners to please send me your feedback and comments to mark at marklesley.ca. If you prefer to send an anonymous comment, I would invite you to please visit my blog, marklesley.blogspot.com. Sure, you can send an anonymous comment, particularly if you'd like to say, Hey, you suck! This sucks. Your reading sucks. Everything you do sucks. Or something along those lines. But in any case, I uh, I would love to get feedback, both positive and negative feedback, uh, in which uh, there are things about the podcast that you think can be improved, things that you'd like to see done better, or things that you really enjoyed and would like to see more of. Along those lines, one of the things I'm considering for my one-hand screaming podcasts for the note sections is not just talking uh, about the notes the way I presented them in the book, but offering uh, listeners to these podcasts a little something new and refreshing and perhaps different. And to that end, I'd like to invite people who have read my book, One Hand Screaming, or even read stories that appear in my book, One Hand Screaming, to send me uh, your questions or comments that you'd like me to react to in the episodes themselves. So, for example, the first episode is going to be with my story, Browsers, which is the haunted bookstore story. If you've read it, either in the book or in the original magazine that it appeared in, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear comments, feedback, whatever you um, have to say about it, for the opportunity that I may be able to use this in the podcast. For example, if there's a question that you've been dying to ask me about the story, I'd love to answer it, and why not answer it in the notes section? At this time, I'd like to take care of a couple housekeeping items. The musical segments in this podcast are by Kevin McLeod of IncomTech.com. This work is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative License. This means you can copy it and give it to as many friends as you like. You can share it. You can email it. You can call it your friend. You can hug it and call it George. Please don't use it for commercial purposes, and please don't use derivative forms of this podcast. Again, I'm Mark Leslie. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.